Arthur. And what better way to honor our mothers than to record on Sunday and talk about relationship stuff, because it's a relationship, after all, that our mothers had that led to us being here. Now, how about that? It's a, a beautiful day outside where I am. It's uh, rainy as hell, uh, and dinner plans got canceled. So now I am on the hook to prepare a meal for my entire immediate family. I had no idea this was happening until about 45 minutes ago. So I have to record a podcast and then immediately prepare uh, a meal for my entire family. Oh, it's no. very exciting. We hate to see that. Who the, oh, who the fuck said that? <laughs> <laughs> Fucks, it's Milo Edwards from Trash Future and from Masters of Our Domain podcast here with us. Hello. How's it going, Milo? Yo, what's up? It's pretty good. I, I'm as a man of two podcasts. I actually, I've just, I've literally just come from a date, uh, as we were saying in the pre-show chat, and I, hmm. I have like, I've had like a few drinks, so I'm like, I'm slightly loose. Um, I hope you edit this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there, there's an edit we give uh we give our guests the hero edit we absolutely do oh nice yeah. okay, that's good and yeah. no worries for that like i'm kind of on a, a loose footing uh with it being sunday and also because i ate mm. a whole bag of honey mustard pretzel pretzel bits last night and the snyders like of hanover if i'm to understand spicy mm. indian snack mix this halderam's kaju mix that's delicious were horrifically spicy and i ate too much of that so i woke up this morning and immediately spent like half an hour on the toilet so that's how i'm doing awesome <laughs> sounds pretty good yeah the listeners on this show love to uh love to understand and get the intricacies of my bowel movements so this is for yeah. them this is this yeah, is we... the shitting forecast portion of the <laughs> portion of the show yeah is that like the shipping forecast very good exactly very good. yes <laughs> Milo, for the folks who don't know, uh, do you want to just briefly introduce yourself uh, in your shows? Hello. Well, um, as you may have guessed from that shitting forecast joke, I'm a professional comedian. Uh, I do this for a living. Um, <laughs> the amateurs need not apply. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have I have two. Well, actually, technically, I have three podcasts, but one of them is in Russian, so I usually don't talk about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I wasn't yeah, even going to try with that name. Yeah, <laughs> too, too much. The, the funny thing about ah. the name too much is it, it is literally just a, a, a loan word of like too much because like loads of Russians who think they're hip, they use like loan words all the time. So they'll use like English words. Like they can't speak English at all, but they go like, mm, too much. And then you're like, yeah, shut the fuck up, dude. Um, <laughs> and so we kind of named it that as a bit of a joke. Um, and uh yeah i have we have trash future which we do in the studio here with the guys uh which is like a comedy politics podcast i don't even to be honest i've been doing this podcast for like four years i don't even know what it's about man it's it's so it's <laughs> it is it has evolved so many times we have a fake dutch synth pop band it's a whole thing um and then masters of our domain is much simpler we watch seinfeld and then we try not to talk about Seinfeld as much as possible. It's like a kind of <laughs> like a pure riffs show where occasionally people will talk about Seinfeld. Usually it's the guest making us talk about Seinfeld. We're trying to talk about like a theory about Joseph Fritzl's basement. And they're like, I came on this show to talk about Seinfeld. Um, uh, I have a small quibble uh, with Trash yeah. Future, a recent episode. Mm -hmm. uh, the the musical sting was done a cappella by somebody. They went... Uh, um, Oh, what was it? It was the Final Fantasy battle music ending. Somebody said that was Zelda, and I was screaming at my at my podcatcher. I oh, 
couldn't hear. Okay, it. well, I, I can absolve myself of guilt for that because nor would, neither would I do the music from Final Fantasy because I wouldn't even know what it sounds like, nor would I misidentify it as Zelda because I wouldn't know what that sounds like either. <laughs> In case you're wondering, fellas, I have sex. That's what I'm trying to say here. That's my... Uh, I, I do not have sex. I just don't know about it. Well, uh, I, I, I don't have sex for different reasons. <laughs> No sex, no no video games. Uh, you're not distracted by all like, podcasts. The, yeah, you gotta you gotta focus. Become one mm. with the podcasting and, and exactly. sexual energy and gamer energy just doesn't jive with that. That's right. Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep it real. You know, except for me because I play video games and I fucking fuck, bro. I'm like wow. that rare sick combo of the two. People mm. are like, this guy's a gamer. No way. He clearly fucks all the time. And I'm mm. like, yeah, I was playing. I've got 80 hours of Monster Hunter. That's you found all up. those game girls. Yeah, those uh, you're, the you're, real you're gamer girls. Crushing, crushing a monster energy, drinking some bath water, and then just you know <laughs> tearing just... up that anime pussy right there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's it's a powerful it's a powerful mm. energy. Uh, well, I know you just came out of it, but this is kind of topical. How how did your date go right before this? Can we ask you that? Yeah, the day was really good, actually. Um, the girl I was on a date with was a psychologist. So I was like slightly Ooh. on edge, you know, like, am I being psychologized here? Um, although I tried to treat it as like a free session, you know, like if uh, <laughs> if she does come to any judgmental conclusions about me, I would at least like to know what they are so I can yeah. be aware of anything I might need to work on. You know, it's like a useful, like, even if you do get rejected, like, you know, that it's probably for like a reason. It's like a process has been applied. Maybe you can ask for some feedback. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it went so, well. I don't think. I don't think we're at that stage. It's fine. It went well. That's <laughs> the only way to get better at it is to is to take that feedback in each time. I've actually got a exactly. customer service line mm. set up. Uh, we're we're you know checking out common complaints and then and then we mm. work on them personally. People are like, like Crime this- Stoppers. Women can dial in anonymously and just uh, <laughs> a, a tip line, dating tip line. Yeah. But of course, they're just calling and saying things like, this guy is so fantastic at sex. I never call these things, but I, I just felt like I had to call him with a compliment for that. I'm so wet for this guy. Do you know he has over 80 hours on Monster Hunter? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> He's such a call chad. It a, call it a uh, just the tip line. That's right. That is yeah. right. There we, yeah. there we go. Uh, <laughs> well, Mario, we told you before, too, we got to subject you to our traditional guest question here. And you seem to have some, like, perk up. You had some answers ready. But our oh, traditional yeah. question being, what's, uh, what's the, like, your most embarrassing dating or relationship experience? This is so hard to choose one, man. <laughs> I, I, I've had so many fucking incidents. Um, I think probably the most, <laughs> like, a balls, like, weird and awkward, like, date I ever went on. I went on a, when I lived in Russia, I went on a Tinder date with this girl who was uh, from, like, she'd clearly just moved to Russia, like, to, to Moscow from, like, the balls countryside, like, 300 kilometers from Moscow, like, some fucking village. And she'd shown up in this very, like, no, I'm in the big city. I will be a sophisticated woman, like, is this kind of thing. And we went on a, we showed up with this date, um, and uh, I was, I reckon, about 90 seconds late, which is on time, right? Like, right. 90 yeah. seconds late is like, anything less than five minutes late, you're not even late. That's just on time. That's just margin <laughs> of error, right? Um, so I show up, 
She's waiting for me there. And also, like, Russian chicks are always late. Like, I was expecting to wait for her for about 13 and a half minutes. Like, that was kind of... Uh, and so right. then... Uh, she, she And she's, like, mad that I'm 90 seconds late. And I'm like, I'm not even late. This is, like, I'm on time. This is on time. I thought you were going to be later than this. What are you talking about? Um, but she looks better than in the pictures. So I'm like, okay, all right. You know, let's... let's you know, this is a little bit of an annoying start, but let's see where this goes. And so then she's like... um. This is where the kind of sophisticated stuff comes in. She's like super. I'm just wearing like jeans and t shirt, trainers, you know, she, but she's like really dolled up. She's wearing like fucking like heels and a dress. It's like the middle of the day. It's like 1 p.m. Um, <laughs> 1 p.m. and 90 seconds. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so then she's like asking me all these questions where she's like, I have read all of the great Russian literature. Tell me something about English literature. And I'm like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? It's quite a broad <laughs> discipline. Like, would you want me to start? Like, Chaucer, David Foster Wallace? Like, what are you looking for here? Like, what are you, you know? Um, God, Grisham. Yeah, so I, like, I make up some, exactly. I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, John le Carre. Uh, so I, I just make up some bullshit. I don't know about English or shit. This, like, satisfies her. She's like, okay, so you're, you're a comedian, yeah? So to tell me a funny story. And then, so I'm like, okay, I'm good to go on this one. I got funny stories. So At least she didn't say, tell me a joke, for God's sake. God, yeah, you do get that one a lot. Um, and uh, then, uh, so I had this story about going to a Russian migration center to get some like migration documents, and this whole, this whole like fucking fiasco that unfolded with there. Like, it took me two hours to get there, and then there was no one there, and it said it was open on the website, but it wasn't actually open because like Russia, they just love to fuck with you. And I'm speaking <laughs> to the security guard, and I'm like, "What do I do?" And he's like, "Well, you have to come back on Monday when the place will be open." I'm like, "But it says it's open now," and he's like, "Yeah, well, it's not." And and then I'm like. And I'm like, it took me two hours to get here on a bus. Like, I'm like, this is a nightmare. And then he turns to me and he goes, no, this is not a nightmare. This is some fucked up shit, my friend. <laughs> and, so like, and I just thought this was so funny. So I'm telling her this story. And then she's like, do you think it is appropriate to swear in front of a woman? And I'm like, yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do. I just yeah. did. Therefore, presumably I do. And then she's like mad about this. She's like probably like going at me about swearing in front of a woman. I'm like, whatever. The date kind of winds down from there. I go home. I'm like, well, thank fuck that's over. I send her a message just to be polite, just to be like, okay, like, I think we're quite different people, but it was nice to meet you, you know, good luck. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I, she, I get this long message that's like telling oh, no. me like all everything that's wrong with me, why I'm like a fucking, you know, uncouth ruffian who thinks it's appropriate to swear in front of women, <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, look, okay, agree to disagree. You know, clearly we're on a different wavelength here. The next morning I get another text. It's like, so when are we next seeing each other? <laughs> She thrives on conflict, it seems. Absolutely. Well, this is just a Russian energy, you know. <laughs> That's hmm. amazing. Exactly, yeah. Oh, I'm 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 almost like impressed by that energy where like mm. you have moved to this new city and you're like just going all in on I get, mm. but it seems like like they mixed up like city type person. With like a, I don't know, like a 1920s socialite or something. I guess not 1920s because yeah. that was kind of a popping era. But like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a Victorian or something. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. Like, oh yeah, the city people don't swear. They're always on time. You know, just like the trains. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like this weird. I mean, like Russia is such a bizarre company, a company country. I could talk about it for hours, to be honest with you. But like, there's definitely a thing where, like, you know, in, in Russia, like in Moscow, everyone's like, yeah, see, Europe is full of homosexuals. But in the rest of Russia, they're like, Moscow is full of homosexuals. So when you're in Moscow meeting a Russian who's moved to Moscow, it's like a bit of, as an English person, it's like a bit of a culture shock. You know, you get that kind of real like Two layers it was of so much further left than anything they've ever encountered. Um, and, uh, I don't, it's so like, it's so conservative. Like, I don't know, so many more often than not, uh, when you, were uh, in Russia, it would be women who would bring up feminism to you in a really disparaging way. Oh, like, no. like, oh. like men couldn't really give a fuck about it, but women would be like, can you believe these feminists? They've gone mad. <laughs> and like, and you'd just be like, okay, sure. Uh, whatever. <laughs> sure thing. Uh, yeah. My husband beats me. I enjoy it actually. And you're like, okay, sure. If that's, that's up to you, I guess that's feminism <laughs> of a sort. Um, you know, sure thing. Okay. Go ahead. Um, and you just, I just never knew what to say in those situations. That's Yeah. I, you run into it here too. Uh, in the states, there's a certain strain of of uh, of toxic femininity where they it's it's almost like a need to prove that they're on your team mm, right. as, a, yeah, as a misogynist. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh yeah. Uh, I, there, I was at work one time. A woman comes up to me. Uh, there was a Trump rally in the mm. next town over that evening, and she's like, it was right after the pussy grabber remarks came out, and she's like, mm. I'm hoping he's gonna grab my, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> can't I'm even open. say pussy but is nevertheless, <laughs> I mean, nevertheless like, i'm too proud to it. say pussy. yeah absolutely i only I, i'm a bit of a show don't tell kind of uh kind of guy i don't like to talk about pussy i just grab you know oh, God, do I not clip you. that from the episode i do i i do not do that i do that's that is wrong do not do that without women's consent my new ringtone Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want oh, Donald. I want him to move on me like a bitch. Whatever that means, <laughs> oh, I want him to do it. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's, I'm glad to be here. It's uh, it's a wonderful thing. You know, a lot of ladies out there they they enjoy it. Actually, they do. They tell me about it all the time. I speak to them at work. They come up to me. They tell me they can't stand feminists because they go to the feminist parties. Very very bad food at those parties. Very bad. <laughs> It's perfect. You have a fantastic Donald Trump. That's amazing. Thank you. I've, I've worked on it. Um, I can also absolutely see him like developing anti-feminist views because he goes to like a party or something hosted mm. by a woman and she's like a vegetarian. So there's no like McDonald's or meatballs mm. on like a little toothpick. And he's like, this is fucked. That's this right. is the worst thing that's ever happened. We got to stop this. They tried to serve me something. They said, Donnie, it's called falafel. I said it for what? They said it's called falafel. I said there's no ketchup here. There's no ketchup. Very, very bad. Very pathetic, actually. You know, they can't even afford ketchup. They're having a party, but there's no ketchup. You know, it's it's terrible. <laughs> Incredible. That's my party trick. So, ladies. <laughs> ladies on the internet. Yeah. So what you're saying is besides that embarrassing date, every other date has been incredibly successful because you drop into that voice of the ladies. They simply they don't do. know what to do. They love it. Yeah, they do, they do not know. They do not know what to do. Um, and often in a negative way. They become uh, hot and yeah. bothered by these cheeseburger powers. <laughs> yeah, I tend to find usually like, I mean, I think everyone has dates that go badly. I, I think usually if my dates go badly, it's generally a case of like, 
either we're not like clicking or whatever or it's just like a girl who's kind of shy and so then i end up doing like all of the talking um mm. because i have to fill time it's like stand-up <laughs> comedy brain like if there's a silence i will fill that silence <laughs> Um, and so like, if there's a, you know, if someone's being not very forthcoming, I will just riff. I'll just go out there. I'm fucking doing voices and shit. They're just sort of nodding. Um, <laughs> and I know that I'm losing control of this day. I know that it's, I know that I'm talking too much. I'm giving too much away, but you know, I can't stop myself. I get that too, or you get to a certain point and it's like, I'm just firing flares. Try like mm. clock onto something, please like something. I had a date where I, I mistakenly, like, this is a long time ago, but that's what I was, like, into or something. And somehow I got on the topic of, of airplanes. I'm really oh, into airplanes no. for some reason. Oh, yes. I know <laughs> you with planes, too. This is. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those things, too, where it's like, as I'm talking, in the back of my head, I'm like, there is not a chance in hell that this woman, like, wants to hear the reasons that the 737 MAX got grounded that Boeing is not telling you. Yeah. Uh, or not like, oh, multi, like, more than two engine airliners are a dying breed. Soon everything's just going to be, like, a double under the wing engine. And in the back of my head, again, I'm like, there's no fucking way. But when they're being encouraging, then it's like, I kept, mm. I guess I have to keep talking about the mm. airplanes. Sure, there was a group, bunch of people on 9-11 who all got an email that morning. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just really uh, matter-of-factly transitioning from aviation talk into, like, wild conspiracy theories. <laughs> I've had, uh, I've had, like, a conspiracy theory theory type come up too actually which is another because because i'm i'm the similar way mm. and like generally speaking like we talk to guests about this but like kind of cis men there's only kind of mm. so bad the date can get like we're kind of lucky for the most part like yeah, women yeah. are dealing with horrifying dates frequently yeah, yeah, yeah. you can get awkwardness like, but usually not violence there's like a there's a kind right. of a safety barrier that yeah right it, just the just the the awkward side of it but like the the absolute worst of those is I, I've, I've had somebody coming in talking about the conspiracy theories up front, which is simultaneously like it's another one where it's mm. like, this is fun. But then in the back of your head, you're like, there's not a fucking chance in hell this is going to go anywhere. Like, where is she yeah, going to yeah, go? Yeah. We've got another conspiracy theories like when are the <laughs> protocols of the elders of Zion going to come up? <laughs> yeah i reckon i probably had at least a couple of dates go badly where they've gone badly probably primarily because i was trying to play like 7d chess to make it clear that i was not a danger in any way <laughs> you know you're just like you sort of like you unthinkingly say something like oh they say they have to get somewhere and like i'm in my car so i'm like do you want to lift and i'm like oh not in like a sex way <laughs> just in a, like i'm going in that direction like you don't have to get in my car if you don't want to and then that's just made it weirder um there's no there's no like coming back from that yeah, oh yeah. right it's um, and especially like if you're somebody with social anxiety or something like i am your brain's going mm -hmm. to that throughout and it's kind of like want to you want to address that you want to make sure this person is comfortable mm -hmm. but it's also yeah, yeah if you address it too much then it just wraps around like yeah then it oh. just adds suspicion <laughs> like why does this why did this guy just bring that up he doth protest too much he really exactly, doesn't want yeah. me to see the inside yeah. of this car it seems like he offered and then what if he just has like a bunch of loose fast food in the wheel well mm. that's pretty gross I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I yeah i now have a, i now have like a pretty pristine convertible which i think might even be worse <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be. It's like more like American Psycho vibes. Whereas my That's old car was a piece of shit. It had a kind of honesty to it. It's more meticulous. 
The serial killer probably isn't driving around with like 10 weeks worth of McDonald's boxes stuffed in the passenger footwell. That is a good point. Mm. If you want to be a successful serial killer, you got to inspire confidence, right? You got to be like you don't you don't want to be. It's a bit like how drug dealers never have a tail light out, right? Because they don't want to be getting pulled over <laughs> right. and then they find the twenty kilos of cocaine. No, you got to everything else. If you're if you're actually committing a crime, everything else has to be completely legal, so you don't get like bullshit caught. For sure. And so if you're not like going to commit a crime here and you're trying to portray this as a safe environment, you got to break your rear lights. You got to stuff all the fast food uh, crunchies you can down in that footwell. Mm, and they'll exactly. get there and understand this guy isn't a serial killer. Uh, he mm. probably eats He's just cereal every day. Serial killers are meticulous. <laughs> this guy. <Right? laughs> yeah. Even if he is, he's probably fucking terrible at it. Mm, exactly. Yeah. A guy, a guy who's too much of a slob to be a successful serial killer is kind of a funny bit. Like He just can't clean up after himself, even at a crime scene. Just, he leaves just like a half-eaten Big Mac there, and the police are just like, oh, it's that guy again. The Big Mac killer. My roommate left that blood uh, in the fucking sink, and he needs to clean it up. I'm sick of cleaning up after him. I clean up my blood. <laughs> Come on. That's all right. Well, speaking of serial not speaking of serial killers at all hopefully uh hopefully no listeners have have written in to ask about serial killers but perhaps mm-hmm. they've written in to ask about uh relationship killers uh how mm-hmm. we feel about answering some questions let's move on these questions like a bitch let's do it uh we do love to do it we're starting with the question box asking all the questions Asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, that's right, it's the anonymous question box, the part of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions in to us, and we will read them, and we will answer them. If you'd like mm. to do that and you're new or you have forgotten, uh, you can find the link to the question box at our website, rftb.me, or our social media, at rftbpod on Twitter, at Radio Free Topeg on Instagram. You don't have to make an account. You type it into the box. You press send. It's anonymous. And then we get it, uh, and then we read it, and then we answer it. And this week, let's start Let's start with this one. We're going we're gonna to warm up with a little, uh, I'm going to do a little acting here. <laughs> Hello. Oh, Hi. wow. You guys are nude? Mm-hmm. Sorry for barging in. Ooh, woo. Nice dumpers, gentlemen. And it's like a pee smiley, like with the tongue sticking out. Oh, what man. is the funniest conversation you've heard while eavesdropping on strangers? Thank you. And jam out with your clam out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read that. Wow. Yeah, that was like that was like outsider art. <laughs> Takes me back. Uh, I I don't recall any specific instances of like you you, you know uh, like there's a segment on another podcast I can't remember called Overheard, where it's just um, people talking about conversations that they not I I feel unfortunate I've never had anything really stick for me like that. I'll have snippets as I'm passing somebody. I like doing the thing where you overhear like a quick bit of conversation like, yeah, and then and then Jeremy tripped and ate shit. And then I'll turn to him walking mm. with him and be like, oh, shit, you heard Jeremy tripped and ate shit. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, full-on conversations. The only thing I can come to. Okay, there was a, there was a night uh, in my sordid past where I was up mm. all night 
partying. Uh, and we stayed up all night, and then we went to get brunch at like 8 a.m. or something, uh, and then to pass out. And mm-hmm. we went in there, and we're looking fucking disheveled and, and crazy and shifty. And uh, it's one of those places where there's kind of like a long table, and they'll put like multiple people in sets at that table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and down the table from us, there was what appeared to be like a couple, not on a first date but seemed to be like pretty early relationship. Like it was a little bit awkward. They're kind of, how, how do I describe this? It's a little bit weird and clearly stilted. like stilted. And there's clearly like some off energy. This dude's like trying to explain himself about something. About airplanes uh, or. <laughs> yes, about, about fucking airplanes. Yeah, you have like a Tyler Durden situation. You're actually observing yourself. Like an <laughs> out-of-body experience thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't tell me that. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but we're sitting at the end of the table and like we realized they're having some kind of like argument or something. They're also like dressed up well Mm. at this brunch early in the morning. And again, like we're both unhinged at the end. And my friend starts like talking about it and he doesn't realize how loud he's being. So they can clearly hear us. And he's like, damn, this guy's like really whiffing it over here. (laughs) Basically. And oh, wow. I was like, oh, shit, dude. Like, they can totally fucking hear. They can probably, like, hear us doing this right now. We're probably making these people uncomfortable. We shouldn't. we got to, like, stop talking about this. Uh, but got caught in, like, that awkward momentum where it was like, wait, this is funny that we're talking about mm. this. And also my brain's not operating completely. So we kind of mm. kept doing it uh, to the degree that they left. And I felt really bad later on about this because uh, it seemed like it was on the rocks. And I was like. Damn, that was like, the, that was the push, right? Were we the fucking push here, like commenting on on this person's uh, uh, relationship situation while being awake for like twenty four hours? You gotta wonder. Yeah, I I had an incident. I was in I was in my hometown in Essex, which I previously, which I mentioned before the show, is the New Jersey of the United Kingdom. <laughs> I uh, and uh, I was going to the post office for some reason on New Year's Eve because it's a kind of exciting life that I lead. And I'm still in there. There's like a queue outside the post office because it's like COVID shit. And I'm stood behind. There's this guy who's like, I guess he's probably about 50, maybe in his like mid 40s, 50, something like that, with his two daughters who I guess are like late teens, early 20s sort of thing. And uh, and he, uh, at some point, I, I'm just getting like snippets of this conversation, but he turns to them and he goes like, oh yeah, he's like, it was... Uh, it was 21 years ago tonight that I met your mother. And then they both go like, oh, and he's like, yeah, I just got out of prison. And then there's this like, <laughs> there's this like weird silence. And he goes, yeah, I was 28. She was 17. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just like undefeated this fucking town. Yes, let's go. <laughs> You got to wonder, like, how many times he's just, like, dropped that story on them, too, in public like that. That's Well, that was always bizarre. They seem to have not heard it before. That was so odd about it. They were like, yeah. Revelation. Yeah. What a place to find out right outside the post office. It's like, it's like, also the queue is like, the post office is right next to a a little. So it's like getting like real fucking, uh, it's vibey there. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, thank you for the, the, the question and for the compliment on our nice dumpers. Absolutely. Really Love to hear about that. There's someone with a dumper that you've forgotten. It's sad to see it is, but uh, they have a beautiful ass. People tell me that they do. <laughs> it's so, it's so big. Never for you've seen him in the tennis shorts. Never oh, forget. Yeah. Never he, forget he that. He is kid. thick. 
Yeah. <laughs> that man got cake. That is absolutely What is he doing case. with it all? Yeah. That's true. Uh, got to put that to better use. Has anybody else heard this thing that he's like living in a hotel and like holding little like press conferences to like five people? Mm. That's like, not like, home like, alone. Right? <laughs> I like his little press releases that he does now that he's not on Twitter. Like he did like a press yeah. release about the Oscars. It was so great. It was perfect. Every word of it was perfect. The, I love him. There's like I a letterhead him. and shit. It's a tweet with a letterhead. It's crazy. Oh, I know. That's that's the real king shit. I think we should all close our Twitter accounts and just do press releases. Do <laughs> my new thing. Like from the desk of Milo Edwards. Uh, some comments about furries or whatever. Uh, <laughs> The only thing me worse than like me currently trying to figure out Twitter and figuring out how to do a funny tweet would be me doing mm. the press release and it's just like ha ha Twitter is hard am I right I don't know how to tweet <laughs> press release edition good, good night tweets but just in a fucking press release yeah. <laughs> all right then uh, what else see. we got in the box yeah we got this uh, got this one here. Around two years ago, my M30s then-girlfriend and I were in a bad accident. I was able mm. to get her out safely, but I ended up with a large scar across my face as well as a fucked-up-looking ear. After the accident, my girlfriend said that she was no longer attracted to me physically, and we broke up. Since then, I've tried to be outgoing, but I continue to get weird looks, and dating has never really happened for me, let alone in COVID times. Any advice on how I can learn to be comfortable in my own skin and fuck, metaphorically, but not opposed to literally, the haters? Hmm. Wow. That's a tough fucking situation. Also, yeah. two years yeah. ago, like, you got that, you're dealing with kind of the fallout of that, and then COVID hits. Like, right about the time I think you'd want to be trying, you'd maybe have bounced back and want to start trying to date, then it's like, oh, you can't do that for a year, have fun. Why have you come to this fucking podcast for advice? This seems like a serious, it seems like an actual situation you find yourself in. I don't think you should be asking three podcasters for help. Like, what do you, what do you think the life of a podcaster? You think, you think we'd be doing this if we had shit under control? Like, it's fine when your problem, when your, when your question is like, oh, how do I come in space? Like, okay, that's the kind of question we're equipped to answer, right? When it's like, oh yeah, I have these self esteem issues due to this traumatic event. And I'm trying to like, no, we're not the people to ask about that. The you answer know, to you the, need to talk to someone question. who knows what they're doing. Yeah. The answer to the space question is obviously vibrational. You'd have to go with a vibrating orgasm. Oh, uh, I see. Because you'd move. You'd, there would be too much, too much kinetic movement if you're trying to jerk, right? The lube would be flying everywhere mm-hmm. in little right. droplets you can't do, you all can't over be the wet. place. You, you got a slick wet. space station after that. We can't. Yeah. We can't have that. See, well, that that's, a, that's, a, that's an American European divide because in Europe people are mostly dry jackers. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's not like. A, I. Yeah. It's the prevalence of uh, of uh, circumcision. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. um, the you know your your Puritan forefathers have forced you into this weird uh, lube dependency. <laughs> um, the American space program spent twenty million dollars developing a lube that could work in space. The Russians used a dry jack. <laughs> that is right. That is right. Amazing. Um, but actually, coming in here with with the serious, because believe it or not, we we do attempt to give sincere advice on this program, despite our God. comedy stylings. Mm. Uh, underneath all this funniness, there beats uh, the bloody heart of a man who has been through human things uh, mm. and, and, and sympathizes with you going through the things. Yeah. Cause especially some shit like this, like 
dating in general, self-image in general, that shit's hard to work on. It's hard to get to a point mm. like where you're comfortable with your body and you like the way you look or, and, and you're, you know, you're confident about all of that. And then to like have mm. in your, in your thirties, you know, getting this, this injury that's affecting how your face looks, that's gotta be like working through that process all over again, which has to be really difficult. Mm. Uh, and especially, and especially again, you don't really have the outlet to be, I don't know, kind of working on, on going with these dates. And if you've been spending mm -hmm. a lot of time alone with this, I imagine it's easy to just get really, get really in your head about it. Um, but I the, think, oh, go ahead. The times that I have seen somebody with a significant scar or some kind of, uh, uh, some kind of, I suppose deformity would be the word i don't know mm. if that's insensitive or not um mm. the times that i have seen people successful in dating with that it sort of goes uncommented on right mm. there's a sort of confidence in just having it and just going about things as if you do not have it and i suppose that there's a way to if it is addressed to you know mm. give an easy answer to just have something ready to like snap and and sort of just go on as if it's a non-issue because if you yeah, find right. when you find the right person it will be a non-issue hmm. right yeah i think also i mean i think that uh as anything i think because men are horrible uh at it, these things are much easier for straight men like i think if you have a big scar on your face as a straight guy you can carry that off I think because True. like you know the the kind of the, like there's I mean I I guess some women might be put off for it but I feel like most women will like you've got it you've clearly got a story there I think you're right. gonna be I think you'll be fine with that uh, I think I can imagine this being a much more difficult experience for uh, a straight woman because I just I know men they are terrible they are we are bad <laughs> um, I generally find that like women are much more likely to cut you slack for something like that than they are for just having a horrible personality. Whereas with men, it's the other way around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, There's like so yeah. many other more pressing concerns, like when looking yeah. for like a cis male partner, than what, like appearance almost, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, is this man dangerous? Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I think it's all about. I think that's something I've come to the conclusion with, with with dating increasingly. I think when you're a bit when you're a bit younger, you feel like uh your your job is to like how you win at dating is by as many people wanting to fuck you as possible. <laughs> but I've increasingly got this. You really get nothing from people who want to fuck you who you don't want to fuck that much. Like there's very little. Like mm. there's only really the only really you only really need to appeal to the people that you're actually interested in. And usually the people that you don't appeal to aren't people who are going to suit you anyway. So And so once you kind right. of come to a kind of Buddhist Zen about that, things are much easier. There's, I feel like there's also something just in Arthur, what you were getting at with just mm. kind of acting as if it's not a thing or just speaking frankly about it if it comes up. But yeah. Yeah, there's definitely like a certain amount of like powerful confidence in that, especially where it's like, mm. oh, I've dealt with this thing, but I'm, I don't know. I still love myself. I yeah. spend time mm. with you kind of thing. Mm. Uh so I'd like, and, and not to minimize it, because I'm sure this is a fucking lot to go through. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I, I, I agree with with both of y'all. I, I think mm. just kind of, just kind of owning this, and, and the right person's not going to care about. Yeah. It. Make your bio when... just you should see the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's ah, so that good. fucking rules. Actually, that's so good. <laughs> uh, 
when this does come up and you do explain the story, uh, it makes you look so good. Like you uh, <laughs> saved somebody else from a horrifying accident. Uh, right. While injured yourself. Like that's like war hero shit. That's bad as hell. Mm. And also just like that ability to be confidently vulnerable, basically. Yeah. And being like, yeah, this is some shit I went through. People appreciate that. Hmm. Well, good luck with the with the dating, at least vaccination rates and everything here. You can, and it's warm. You can start doing some outside mm. dates and stuff. Uh, well, good luck to you. That's that's yeah. a tough situation. We believe in you. Use Milo's profile idea. It's fantastic. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, it rarely is that a good idea, but in this specific incident. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, another question here. Uh, from the Corner Spady podcast. Am I saying oh. that right? Yeah, Corner Spady. Yeah, I know those guys. I listened to Rammstein and some other German industrial bands all throughout high school. I kind of, mm. I can say the words sometimes. <laughs> uh, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this name right, too. Is it Ciaran? Kiaran? Kieran, yeah. Kieran. Good He's times. Irish, yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, shouts out, and he asks... What do you do if the MILF you're dating tells you you remind her of her son? Does that ever happen? <laughs> I haven't dated in 11 I... years, and I don't intend to ever again. Sincerely, Kieran. Okay, well, Kieran... I, okay, Kieran. so I know Kieran, and he is married. Um, so that's a lie. Uh, but, uh, uh, Kieran, uh, yeah, has recently recently had a child, so I think that we can safely say uh, Kieran, Kieran has now, like, completed dating. Uh, yeah, he's he the end game. Dating speed run eighty yeah. percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his wife's very nice. Uh, I've met his wife. Um, no, uh, uh, but I think he's making a joke here. That there's a, there's a bit of a running joke on the Trash Future stream, particularly that I am an appreciator of the humble milf. Um, <laughs> and people often ask me to perform what they call a milf check, uh, where they. <laughs> If a if a woman on screen over the age of forty comes up on the stream, they, people will ask me to determine whether or not she is in fact a milf. Um, but often fans of the show get this wrong because they just they just flat out pick women from the wrong age bracket or like you know you got to right. they, they don't understand the basics often. Um, but I did I did recently go on a date. <laughs> I went on a date with a woman who was like who was like forty. Um, who the day went well and we ended up like having a kiss or whatever and then later later she texted me and she was like yeah actually no this is too crazy like the age the age gap is too weird it can't go anywhere and i was like well no i mean i get that like i you know i i did not go into this not understanding what the vibe was here (laughs) i presumed the vibe was like slight midlife crisis situation you know some fun will be had and then we're then we're done right and then but then she said yeah i mean it's weird like i could be your mum if i was a bit of a slag (laughs) <laughs> and, then like of, like, and, then, and then a load of like winky face emojis and i was like oh hell yeah um i yeah, took a real... swing i took a swing at that too i went on a date with a 55 year old when i was like 25 oh okay was, yeah that's real it was a similar situation but, but kind of on my end i had a nice time mm. she was really cool we yeah. just drank a couple drinks and chatted but i had this moment at the end where it was kind of like am i gonna make a move here or not where I realized, mm. like, I don't know, man. I started spiraling. I was like, well, my parents live in this town. My mom's a similar age. They seem like maybe they would be into, like, I don't know. What if they're in the same social circle or, like, Yeah, what if they play bridge together? together? 
Yeah, dude. And like, what if I go and then she's there mm. one day? I can't I can't handle that. She takes you uh, to bridge and you're like on a lead, you know, and your mom's there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, you're like on all the that. bridge table. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Arthur, you ever milfed it up? Uh I have never milfed, milfed it up. up. <laughs> I have, however, uh, I had a proclivity for dating women older than me when I was like a teenager. So like when I was a teenager, oh. I was dating like twenty five year olds, twenty four year olds. So I now as a thirty two year old, those women would be approaching milfiness, mm. and I could go for I could go for a second dip. I you gotta scroll back through them contact list. <laughs> Just mm. hit some people up. Hey, I heard you hit MILF territory. What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> hey, that's fucking Mother's Day, too. Wait, we didn't even uh, put that together. Mm. A happy Mother's Day to you. To all those Winky. MILFs out there. <laughs> uh, Phoebe, who I do the Seinfeld podcast with, she likes to describe uh, certain younger women as pre-MILF. Because she's like, that. she's like, you can just tell by the way they look, they're going to turn into a MILF. It's not even yeah. necessarily that they're especially hot now, but they're attractive in a way that will age into being a MILF more so than some people who might be hotter now. Um, That's she's a got a really point. developed uh, uh, analysis. I appreciate that. That's, mm. <laughs> That's powerful. Almost, there's, a, there's a sort of, a sort of formula uh, for yeah. For- with the ingredients in a person that lead to milfdom exactly yeah i you know i i think it's you know it really t- it really it behoves you to appreciate women in, in all their in all their stripes you know uh, absolutely i have this my my real theory is that most when most men actually don't really don't really like women and they sort of have sex because they think that they should my theory is that most most straight men are like basically asexual uh, and they have sex occasionally to like get a high five but they don't they don't actually really enjoy sex for its own sake Interesting. I, I i feel that like especially just kind of like super straight male like western culture where it's like the the thing you were talking about how many people can i fucking like you're trying to mm. acquire acquire person but a lot of those people outside of the context of like yeah, she was sucking my dick kind of thing are like profoundly uncomfortable about sexual topics. Like beyond that, you got the guys right. who think eating pussy is gay, like that, that kind of wild <laughs> that, shit. That's some specific mental gymnastics right there. <laughs> like uh, the, the one thing a gay guy would least like to do, but for right. some reason, <laughs> the, one, the one thing you will not catch a gay guy doing. <laughs> That but is, it's such a thing and it's so fucking fragile and yeah. it's like i feel yeah. that it's a, it, it is like they they're afraid yeah. of so much of this thing and there's so much out there that's that's cool and interesting and they they totally yeah. lack appreciation for for women outside of a outside of a gr- like a like a gross sexual context mm. uh there's there's no like oh god she has such pretty hair you know what I mean? They would, I, you would never yeah, catch him yeah, yeah. like giving a specific compliment to a woman in that way, other than mm. like she's fucking great tits, yeah. right? Well, I have. That. I also think like women, women themselves are because of the way society is. They're now so accustomed to being treated in that way that when you don't treat women in that way, they're, they're almost a bit suspicious of it. I had it once where I was like <laughs> sat with it. I was like I'd gone back to this girl's place and we'd like making out on her couch or whatever, and then we're like sitting chatting, and she like just had her like uh, feet up in my lap, and I was like rubbing her feet. And I was like, "Oh, you have really nice feet." She's like, "Oh, are you into that?" And I was like, "No, ah! you just have nice feet. Like, can't I just can't I innocently observe that you have nice feet? Now it has to be a thing. Like, yeah, the internet has ruined everything." You um, have you have cute toes. I don't necessarily want to jizz on them. Yeah, yeah. Not, not even that I wouldn't, but just that it's like it's not really necessarily like a priority. 
Sure. Um, there is yeah. also the element to this which I'm just I'm just throwing out a compliment there. Yeah. It's the same with like the yeah, I think that comes arches. up a lot with kink stuff where like you can't be in the it's very difficult to be in the position of like, yeah, I'd try that. Why not? That's interesting once in a while. You have to be like you have to have a thing and you have to be into it. You can't like you can't just be like, yeah, I'll try whatever. Sure. Like people are suspicious of that. They're like, no, you have to have one fucked up thing that you really like and you have to do it every time. <laughs> I had that I, I've had that uh that kind of experience too where I'd been on dates and a couple women have flat up been like, wow, I thought you were going to be a huge douchebag. And I'm like, that's a compliment, but not mm. at the same time, I think, but it's also understandable. It means I, you've won them over though. So that is kind of a compliment in the, in the grand scheme of things. That's yeah. true. More so I than if they just had a kind of mediocre impression. Like, we thought you were a douchebag, but then you brought me around on that plane stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no douchebag would know this much about the 737 MAX. Oh, when you were talking about Boeing switching out the engine option that completely throws off the balance of like an 80-year-old airframe and correcting that with software that they didn't fully explain to customers. I, I just really turned. I realized you were, you were more than a pretty face and a mustache. Uh, mm. You had a, a good heart. For for plain parts, <laughs> and if I wasn't fifty five, I would... <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was there was uh, maybe a future Patreon episode I could, I could talk some some details on that. But ni- nice person, no no bad things to say, but some interesting conversations mm. had. If I talk about it, it's gonna like identify the person though. Oh uh, yeah, we don't want to do that. We do not want to do that. Well, you know what I want to do? Oh, what's that? I want to move on to this next question. Oh, oh. This fucking this guy over here. Well, <laughs> Making some questions. Uh, this question is entitled Belly Jiggle During Sex. So okay. I'm a 24-year-old woman who has had something on my mind for a while, and I wanted to ask about it. I'm a relatively mm. physically fit and conventionally attractive person, so I don't worry about people seeing me naked at all. My mm. biggest issue is what sometimes occupies my mind during sex is if the slight if if slight belly jiggling during intense thrusting turns my partner off. It bothers me even though I know no one is perfect and I don't have abs of steel or anything, so of course with certain activities there's going to be a little jiggling going on. So my main question, male or female, does some belly jiggle during sex turn you off? Posted by Kinetochore. No, that's just no. some normal shit the bodies do. Like, I don't, even yeah. if you're pretty, like, even skinny people, especially, like, if you're on top and you're leaned over, you're going to get a little bit of belly jiggle because mm-hmm. we have bellies. Even the thinnest people have some have some body fat. I mean, like, you're not going to, no one has, like, 0% body fat. That's not going to If happen. you did, you'd die. Yeah. You yeah, <laughs> you would. You would die. Uh, yeah. Well, I also think there's, like, a kind of, like, I don't know, sexual attraction is such a weird thing where, like, either you think someone's hot or you don't, and sometimes you get into that space where you kind of thought someone was hot and then you realize that you don't. That does sometimes happen. But generally Ooh, speaking, yeah. once you've nailed your colors to the mast, you're like, okay, I, I think this person's hot. It's not really... Whatever is probably not going to bother you. There's quite a high right. tier of what they could do, and you'd be like, okay, whatever. We've, we've yeah. decided. The decision has been made. Like, this is not... We're not going to get involved in the minutiae of, you know, what we do and don't like here. Right. There's there's also this element, I think, with, with belly stuff, where when it's your own, one, when it's your own body, you're paying more attention to it. But also, like, mm-hmm. your viewing angle 
is ideal to make that shit look like more noticeable than it does. Because yeah. like if you're looking down, it's kind of silhouetted. And if you're leaned over, it looks like a lot more than it is. Mm. Not that like any fucking amount is a problem here, but if you're if you're somebody who's self conscious about mm. this, like also just know it you it looks much different to you than the other person. They're mm. they're probably not focused on that, you know? Yeah. They're mostly thinking about like what happened to the twentieth hijacker or like whatever. <laughs> I they're, they're probably not even that concerned with it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm a person of size. I got something of a belly. It's mm. sort of a very prominent feature of my body. Something is of a, a PLS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was hooking up with somebody, and they had a mirror that they very intentionally like angled towards the bed while we were getting uh, on, and I kept uh, okay. going. Oh. <laughs> The I kept looking over myself Patrick and just statement points. Exactly. It was the <laughs> so like I look and I point and I go. <laughs> See a pointing shaking the head instead. Mm. <laughs> just yeah, fucking around. sadly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I'm terrible for that. I think this is probably most men. If I like if I'm gonna have like a, a negative thought about anyone's body during sex, it's probably gonna be my own. I'm sure. probably gonna be more wrapped up in my own neuroses uh, at any point. Yeah, particularly if there's a mirror, like that is definitely a like you just you just catch sight of yourself and you're just like, Am I is that is that how I look? <laughs> I it's think, never from a good angle. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I think about that sort of concept often, the idea of like mm. uh you know, I have a lot of, of negativity in my heart and soul. I'm I consider mm. myself something of a negative person. Uh and I feel like it's only appropriate for me to turn that inward. Like it's less mm. damaging to the world if I if I turn it inward as opposed to letting it out on other people. So that's not a, yeah. something I thought of. Yeah. Before. Yeah. No, I I think so. I always find whenever I'm whenever I'm like ending like little like not even really relationships but like little kind of like fling type things. I always find I have to like I have to like bend over backwards to come up with reasons to end it that that involve no critique of the other person at all. Yes. So I come up with this like I end up making people think I'm an absolute piece of shit because I'm trying to come up with these like absurd justifications of why I'm ending this. Like, no, you're absolutely perfect in every way. Uh, it's just that uh, I have to go to China. Um, and, but, yeah, no, it's terrible. You're great. I just have this neurosis where after I hook up with somebody, I I, I feel uh, empty and I hate myself. Mm. Uh, and uh, and I and I just need to like bathe in in the cleansing waters of of mayonnaise. It's nothing to do with you. You got to get them focused exactly. on that side. Then they're disgusted, and it's an easy break. <laughs> yeah, because I think that I I probably have like a. I mean, I definitely went through a phase when I was younger of like wanting to like fuck around or whatever. But I definitely now I have the opposite thing where I'm like a real like serial monogamist, and I'm basically mm. always in like wife hunting mode. <laughs> and so whenever like if like I sleep with a girl a few times or whatever, and then and then I don't really see it going anywhere. I think that because of the way probably like most men that they go out with probably oh they're like they're like geared to see it as like a like oh you were just trying to hook up with me or whatever uh whereas like invariably in my case it's like oh no not at all i just see i just don't like you enough to go out with you but that's worse <laughs> that's so much worse you can't say that um so it's much easier just to be like yeah i'm a piece of shit yeah uh, yeah it's true <laughs> uh yeah, I got to, I got to sort of wrap up a little bit. By the way, I've got Riley's got to um, absolutely. Got to I was I was literally just about to say uh, a big thank you for coming on the program. Oh, Milo. beautiful! We love, 
loved having you here. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do you want to hit some people with some plugs? Absolutely. Uh, check, do check out Trashy. Absolutely check out Masters of Our Domain, my slightly more fledgling podcast. We're at Masters of Pod on Twitter. It's like kind of it's it's a similar vibe to this. It's just kind of like comedy shooting the shit, really, but loosely structured around Seinfeld. Um, it's a good time. Yeah, you don't need to have watched Seinfeld. I can't stress that enough. The, the level of Seinfeld discussion is extremely low. If you like Seinfeld, there's something in there for you. But if you don't, you really do not need to watch it. Um, and uh, also on the 30th of May, I am doing a stand-up show in a comedy club in London, which if you're in London, you can come and see. But it's being broadcast all around the world. And you can buy oh, nice. tickets for that on online. I've never done this before, so I don't know how it's going to work. But there's a, a whole professional company is putting this on for me. So... Uh, yeah, if you like, hit me up on Twitter or whatever. There's links to that. Awesome. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you again for coming on and uh, and sharing your stories with us and helping us mend these broken hearts. It's been my pleasure. Yeah, I hope I've not said anything too cancelable. We'll, <laughs> we'll find out when it comes I, out. I worry about that every week. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my living nightmare. <laughs> Uh, our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro song is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or by searching for those three words on Spotify, the Hayfellows. Uh, big mm. shout out to our $10 a month patrons, our friends of the show, uh, people like Rich Homie Click Clack. People <laughs> like my dad. People like Rich Homie Barb. People like my girlfriend, Abigail. And uh, Daddy, Dylan. And Spreadable Fruit, shouts out. Love you, Spreadable Fruit. If you'd um, like to get a shout out, $10 tier on a Patreon, yeah. patreon.com slash RFTV. $5 gets you a bonus episode every week. It's a good time. You should check it out. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, another big thanks to everybody for tuning in. Big thanks uh, to Milo for joining us. And I'm going to get right next to this microphone and be like, I love you. Thanks. Bye.